Hello everyone and welcome to Squad Tactica. My name is Sugi and this is a podcast about Kill Team Warhammer 40k, the good stuff. So, a little bit about myself. I have been playing 40k since the end of 4th edition and the start of 5th edition. And Kill Team has a lot of things that really interest me that I think are going to be a lot of fun. But I have started out with Tau. So a long time ago, Galaxy Far Far Away, I was going back from um, college class, going back to my dorm room, and one of my buddies had Chaos Space Marines. And I was like, what the heck is that? That looks crazy. Like, that looks really cool. I mean, like, I had been playing board games, and we're talking about things like, you know, Cosmic Encounter, uh, Arkham Horror, you know, a little bit more advanced from Monopoly and Candyland. And so basically, like in college, I started to get my feet wet in like designer board games. I was experiencing, um, you know, a, a vast amount of options in terms of gaming. Um, before that point, I had, you know, experience with like chess and Go, Shogi, Mahjong, things like that. I'm, I'm half Japanese, so clearly, you know, my grandparents, my aunts and uncles, they would play games of that nature. So I wanted to learn those. So getting to, you know, college when I first discovered 40k, Warhammer 40,000, I had experience in strategy. I had started to get my feet wet in board gaming. I had been playing Pokemon, Magic, and Yu-Gi-Oh for years. And all of a sudden, I found something that basically pulled all of those things into one universe, one game. In fact, I'd actually read some of the Warhammer universe lore. I read some of the books. I actually had friends. I didn't know there were miniatures, but I had read some of the codices and just seen some of the fluff. So I actually knew a little bit about it without knowing anything about it whatsoever. So anyways, my buddy Derek, he brings these Chaos Space Marines in, he's, you know, putting them together, he's got some paints, and I was just completely enthralled. I'm like, you know, what is this game? And he says, oh, it's, you know, Warhammer 40,000, these are like, you know, the bad guys, blah, blah, blah. He starts telling me about it, we pull up, you know, the website, and we watch YouTube videos, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, I, I absolutely need to play this game. So we jumped in my car ran to the store that he bought his Chaos Space Marines, and I bought some Tau. And that was, like, my first experience with Warhammer 40k. And ever since then, I've really fallen in love with what Games Workshop has to offer, what the game is, what the universe is, what the storylines are, everything about it. So, my first army clearly was Tau. I currently play Space Wolves. I also have an orc army, I've got some imperial guard, I've got some blood angels, I've got harlequins, I've got all kinds of stuff. And when I heard about Kill Team, I was like, oh, you know, this is probably just an 8th edition expansion, that's cool, I might, you know, play some of that, because I actually quit playing between 6th and 7th edition. I have played some 7th edition games, but I did not buy 7th edition codexes or the rulebook because I was really frustrated with Games Workshop when they said 6th edition was like the edition to play for the next 10 years and then in like a year and a half, two years later, they're like, oh by the way, here's 7th edition. Now, I completely think that 7th edition and 8th edition are significant improvements over 6th. I appreciate them doing that, but I was also frustrated that they had built up 6th edition so heavily and I spent a lot of money on it and I was really excited and then they were like, okay, we're changing everything or we're changing some of the rules. I mean, I was just, I was bitter. So I, I stopped playing 
I also moved, so I, I was living in Texas at the time. I moved to Orlando. Orlando does not have a wide range of miniatures communities. It's heavily Magic and Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, it's a card shop sort of city. Now, that's not to say you cannot find a game. It's just not commonplace. There were a couple stores that had miniature support that did 40k games. But the thing was, they weren't very big compared to Texas, where I was from. Dallas-Fort Worth has a bunch of stores, and I actually just moved back like a week ago from the time of this recording. So it's really good to be back. I'm very excited. But in DFW, you can go almost anywhere, and there's a game shop that has space for not only miniatures, but it has a community playing miniature games. Orlando does not. Like, they have a Warhammer store, they have a few players, but... I don't know if there were even 20 people who consistently showed up to a store, so I basically didn't play any miniatures for about three-ish years. I'll, I'll get into that later, but my backstory in terms of 40k is I have spent a lot of time playing it. I've spent a lot of time painting it. I've spent a lot of time investing in the storyline, the lore, the history, and then just, you know, due to life, regular things happened, and I just haven't played in a long time. So that gets us into 2018. So I still have connections with my buddies who play Warhammer in Texas and, you know, across the world. And we like to talk about all kinds of things. And one day someone brings up, hey, Kill Team. They're making a Kill Team game. And initially I just kind of ignored it. I thought to myself, you know, 8th edition is a thing. It's probably a little expansion. I can, you know, download the rules online, probably like Age of Sigmar, play with my friends. That's a great way to start playing 40k again without, you know, necessarily needing to buy into a lot of things. And just to clarify, like, my bases on my characters are the old 28mm. I haven't upgraded to the new 32mm, so I'm kind of old school. I'm not ashamed of that, but, like, I, <laughs> if you're listening to this, I'm, I'm behind the times, realistically. So, anyways, with... All that being said, Squad Tactica, you're listening to a podcast that is going to be exploring not only Kill Team as a game, you know, in terms of, you know, the gaming aspect, the hobby aspect, tactics, you know, interviews, talking to people, but it's also going to be a little bit of an experience, an adventure where I'm getting back in. I'm starting to play 40k again. Now it's not the army-sized 40k, the long games, which I'm probably going to start playing again anyways. I've got full armies. There's no reason not to. I just have to buy the 8th edition rulebook or, you know, download the free rules and figure out all the, the data sheets and stuff. But this is going to be more than just me talking about the game. It's going to be diving into it, experiencing things, finding new things, creating, you know, new narratives for my team. And also making mistakes. I think making mistakes is a very important part of becoming a great player of games and a great gamer in general because it's hard to be the top tier without making any mistakes. I have yet to meet anyone who's good at anything that has just shown up, never made a mistake, always been 100% perfect, and you know their life is extremely successful in gaming environments. Most people start off, they fail, they learn, they grow, they adapt, they adjust, they don't make that mistake again, but they'll make another mistake somewhere else, and they keep making mistakes as they go, keep learning, keep evolving, keep growing, and then they become game masters, excellent at their craft. And that's what I'm excited to do with Kill Team. I'm excited to learn what works, what doesn't work, 
how does this interaction with you know my space wolves are what I'm going to be starting with first. I'm probably also going to do orcs first, but I mean I'm I'm really excited. There's so many things to talk about with Kill Team, and that makes me excessively passionate about not only the game but just talking to people and meeting people and, and even doing this podcast, Squad Tactica, and that's what the idea and the conceptual design is behind this show. We're going to be going on this adventure of playing Kill Team, learning Kill Team, talking about Kill Team, both in the positive and the negative aspects of the game. So, that is my history. That's my story. That's where we are right now. I, I've played 40k. I've gotten this far. Kill Team comes out and I think, okay, no big deal. And then I read more of it and I realize, wait a minute, this, this is something much bigger. This is actually like a game inside of itself. It's not just an expansion to 8th edition. This is something I get to play, and I can play it inside of the 40k universe, but not inside of two hours, three hours, four hours with massive armies. I can just bring a couple models, and that's totally acceptable. And it can only take 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes, maybe an hour at worst, but I can play this during my lunch break? Are you kidding me? Okay. Let's talk business, and that is why I'm really excited about Kill Team, is this is finally a game that can be played quickly, it's accessible to any player, it's cost-effective, and I'm going to talk about all of those things right now. So, a big thing for Kill Team, for me personally, and I think this is probably applicable to a lot of people too, Kill Team is very price-friendly. Kill Team does not cost a fortune. And of course, if you're listening to this, you're probably a Warhammer player already. You've spent and invested money into your armies and your paints and all of those things. But I'm looking at this also from someone who's just coming back in. I already have all my models. I have my paints. I have everything. So realistically, I personally only need to buy the rulebook and maybe some terrain. Not very expensive. But I also have friends who actually haven't been playing since 6th edition and they sold their armies. They, they might have like a few models from you know, Black Templar, but nothing, like, they don't have a full army where they can still just pick up the 8th edition rulebook and start playing in a codex. So, talking to them, looking at my perspective, looking at all these things, and of course, you know, on Facebook, Reddit, a lot of new players or, you know, people are interested. There's there's a, there's this interesting mix of, hey, I'm a, I'm a Necron player, for example. I have a Necron army, blah, 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 Necron, Necron, but I've always wanted to play with Tyranids. But I don't really want to buy a Tyranid army. It's it's a horde army. It's expensive. I have to buy all these Hormagons, Termagons, blah, blah, blah. Just not my thing. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I'm not interested. Whatever the reason may be. And then I look at Kill Team and I go, wait a minute. That player can absolutely play Tyranids. And it's not going to cost them a fortune. Now, I mean, I used to play Tyranids. I actually sold my army to buy a Necron army that I also resold to you know buy the computer I do all my editing on. So... I love Tyranids, and I'm actually going to get back into them because of Kill Team. And so, looking at what it's going to cost me, and looking at what you know the Kill Team rules have said, what the marketing and advertisements have said, based on what's been you know projected, I can buy a Gene Stealer Brood for thirty bucks, and that's my Kill Team. I can start right there. If I wanted to, I can pick up a couple you know Termagants or Hormagants, and you know those those boxes only cost thirty bucks as well. So. I could essentially pick up the rulebook. I'm going to guess and say it's probably $40. You know, the, the pre-release comes out this weekend, so we'll actually have physical prices very soon. But let's wager, based on the history of Games Workshop products, the, you know, the rulebook, it's 40 bucks. 
Gene Steeler Brood, it's 30 bucks. So for under $100, with zero anything in, in my collection, I can start playing right now. If you want to add glue, you can get some glue from Walmart for like, you know, two bucks. So for $75, $80 with tax, I can start playing Kill Team with the rules, with the models, they're glued and they're ready to go. Are they painted? No, but that's not important to me right now. I just want to get my feet wet. I think that's an amazing deal. I think that's incredible. We've never seen that in any war game, like legitimately. Now, of course, you know you can say there's there's Warma hordes. They've got that fifty dollar starter army thing, but you know I know a lot of people say that the, the casters in those boxes are not really solid. They want to you know update them immediately if they're playing like a journeyman league. You know if you're playing games workshop, any kind of miniature game. I've never seen a game that allows you to play with the rules and the models for under 100 bucks. Now, of course, you are only, there's a lot of factors. You're only buying a single box and you don't have everything you may want and all these, all these things, but I'm just talking about getting started, getting your feet wet, having everything you need to play a game. And I mean, like Gene Steelers, I think are competent. These things are scary. They move quickly. They're hard to kill. They've got great attacks on melee so on and so forth. Uh, the, the point I'm trying to get to in all reality is that you, the listener, can play whatever you want, but you don't have to spend two, $300 on, you know, five boxes of troops, a couple tanks, a couple heavy guys, a couple special forces, a, an HQ unit. You don't need to buy all those things. You just buy the rule book one time and then whatever upgrades you want. Like, I definitely want to try out Thousand Suns. I'm not a chaos army, you know, hail the emperor, all that good stuff, but I like their paint scheme. I really think they look pretty, like, or gorgeous, whatever word you want to use. Like, if you paint them well, they have that Egyptian style of flair. You can add gold or rust or blue or red. You can make them whatever color you want, and they've got all these extra things on their armor and skulls, and they look kind of mutated. I think, like, painting that is going to be fun, but playing it on the field is going to be incredible. And I have no interest in buying an army of Thousand Sons, but I don't mind buying a box, box of troops. I mean, it's not going to cost me a fortune. And this is what really gets me excited about Kill Team. I could easily talk to a friend, and it's a lot easier sell to play this game than, say, Warhammer 40k 8th Edition. Because when I first learned about what 40k was, I was, you know, in college, I had a full-time job, I had, you know, money to spare, I wasn't, you know, I didn't have car payments and all that stuff, like, I wasn't a full-grown adult with, you know, all the stuff and, you know, responsible fiscal utilities, I didn't have to pay for all those things, so I had the time and ability to drop a couple hundred dollars on an army. I don't think everyone has that opportunity right now. And if you were to, you know, sit down with someone and say, hey, you know, 40K, this is the game, this is the 8th edition, here's what you do, here's what the rules are, here's the armies, all these things, someone would get really excited and they go, all right, how, how do I play? How much does it cost? It's going to cost a lot of money. And that can be a quick turnoff. Someone gets really excited and then they realize, oh, I, I can't play a full, full army. I can play like, you know, 100, bu 100 bucks might get me two things of troops and HQ, maybe special forces, I don't know, like, but at that point, you're kind of in the middle of a kill team anyway, and so what I really like about kill team is, I can just talk to anybody, we can talk about the lore, we can talk about the tactics, and then 
to buy in, especially if you have a friend. If they've already got the rule book, you could just buy a box of orcs. Like, literally just buy some burnas or some boys or some knobs, and that's it. Like, you can get started right then, right there. This is not expensive in the grandiose scheme of wargaming. It's very affordable, it's very flexible, and what's really fun is you can have multiple quote-unquote armies. You can have multiple squads, and it's not going to be brutally expensive. Like, if you buy five burners, that's what's in the starter kit for the orcs in the kill team um, products. It's five burners. I think burners are fine. I think it's interesting that it's burners because... Their model looks great. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons it's, it's burners, but the point I'm trying to get to is you get five burners, that's your army, your squad, whatever you want to call it. You can name them, you can paint them, you can customize them. We'll get into that a little bit later. But they're your models. And if you get bored with them, like, you know, six months in, okay, tired of playing orcs, I had fun, but I want to do something else, you can easily save up an extra, you know, 30, 60 bucks, and you go, you know what, I want to play... Death Watch. I want to play Tyranids. I want to play Harlequins. Go buy some models. You've already got the rule book. You're done. Like that's that's it. You just buy the models you want, and you can start playing with them. And if you have the rule book, you can also speculate on you know the upgrades you want to bring, the storyline you want to give them. You know the little the the tier tree that upgrades their abilities as they go. There's so much that you can do without spending a lot of money. I think Games Workshop has struck the nail on the head because it's easy to say, my game is a skirmish game. Any game can be a skirmish game. But in my head, skirmish games are quick. They're very tight. There's not a lot of models. There's not a lot of options. There's not a lot of things you can do, which means the choices you make, the actions you take, the strategy you implement, it needs to be solid and it needs to matter. You can make mistakes in the Grand Army. You can make mistakes with, you know, 50 models in an Orc unit. You really can't do that if you only have six of them, or, you know, five or less. You have to make sure that you're doing something that matters, that's impactful. Now, that's the competitive player in me. I like to play competitively. I like to win. I also, I mean, I like to have fun. Like, I can play mid-range on, you know, either goofing off and just having fun with, you know, this open narrative, open play kind of stuff. Or, you know, I can go to a tournament and play in an OP kit tournament trying to win prize support, trying to prove my worth as, you know, a commander. But I, I really think in terms of the value of the game, I think the starter box is interesting. I know there's a lot of discussions on Reddit and Facebook. People are asking, you know, is this worth the money? And I can I can talk about that here in a moment. But I think if you're if you're just buying the rulebook and then you're buying models of choice, I think it's very, very player friendly. Now, I am taking this from a perspective that is non-competitive. If you're looking at this going, you know, Sugi, I disagree with you. I think it's gonna cost a lot of money. That is very true if you wanted to play, you know, super competitively and you're trying to win, you know, big tournaments, you're probably not going to want to run five burners. You're, you're going to want some burners, you're going to want some boys, you're going to want some knobs, you're going to want a, a bunch of options in your model range, so that way you can bring lots of things to the table. You need guys that have long-range weapons, close-range weapons, burners, shooters, you know, choppas, whatever you want to call it, whatever army you're looking at, it's never a good idea just to have like one type of model in terms of competitive play. But in terms of starting the game, getting a new player into it, or even an old player into it and just having fun casually, 
it's not expensive. It's very, very inexpensive. You can just buy a box of flayed ones or, you know, whatever you want. I'm talking about Necrons here. You can, you can just get something, paint them, model them, play with them, and then evolve them as you go. Now, in terms of the, the starter set, this is an interesting uh, discussion. There's plenty of channels on YouTube where people have gotten it. They've talked about all these things. So I'm not going to talk specifically about the components and what's in the box. You can find that out for yourself online. As I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably already know anyways. But I am going to talk about you know the value since that's what this section is talking about. How you know valuable, what, what is the worth of buying into Kill Team? Is it worth your money? Is it too expensive? Is it not expensive enough? Blah, blah, blah. So for you know, bang for your buck. We're going to talk about physically spending dollars out of your pocket. If you were to buy what's on the sprues, the terrain, all of those things, the kill team box is less expensive than those things individually. Games Workshop has said it. Everyone has said it. Reddit, forums, Facebook, everyone agrees. The contents inside of the box are cheaper if you pay for the box than if you buy them separately. But the question is, how valuable is it? It's not valuable to me if I already own everything and I just need the rulebook. It's not valuable to me if I don't want to play those factions or I don't care about the terrain or so on and so forth. So what is the value in the box? So I'm going to talk about a couple different perspectives. And of course, if you're listening, you have your own. But initially, up front, we're going to talk about the casual player. Doesn't play Kill Team, never played a Warhammer game, zero experience, zero anything. They don't own a single thing. Kill Team is a great starting point with that starter box. You get everything you need for yourself and another player. You get enough, If so a couple things. You get enough for two people. It's meant and designed to be built with two people going in halvesies on the box. You split the rules, you split the models, blah, 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 blah. If you've never played Kill Team, never played Warhammer, never played anything before, absolutely value. You get the rules. You get the full rule book. Great. You get your own little squad. You get two squads. You actually get two options. You get, you know, good guys, bad guys, whatever you want to call it. Gene Steeler, Cult, and I cannot pronounce the other squad. Um, but you, you get two options to play the game. You could trade one of them. Like if you just buy the box yourself, you could select one that you want to play and one that you want to trade. I don't think that's not an option. I think that's very viable. Someone is going to want those models anyways. You can say, I'll trade, you know, these models for, you know, something else that I want to play. You get all this terrain. You get a board to play on. You get everything you need to start. Like you can basically just drop, I think people have said it's MSRP, like 130. So we'll just use that as a baseline since we don't actually have the prices available like right now. So we'll say if, if it's $130, whatever the value, it's it's valuable to a new player. That's excellent. I think that's a great selling point to new players, returning players, players that don't have any product of their own. Get the starter box. It's a great place. Now, let's go to where most of us probably are. You've got some army models. You've got some terrain. You've got some of the things that are in that box. So let's be honest. Is buying the starter box worth your time? That depends on you. Personally, for me, like, I have terrain. I have models. I have painted models. I've got paint. I've got all the things I need. So when I look at that starter box, the only things that I really want from there are the rule book. And surprisingly, I want that game board. I actually think the game board is really nice because I can just show up, drop it down on the table, and we immediately know how big our play size is. Um, without that, you would actually have to measure like 22 inches by 30 inches and, you know, mark off little 
corners and all those things like having an actual board is really cool i really really hope games workshop sells those individually because most of us have terrain even if you don't have terrain you can use like you know coffee cups and tissue boxes and shoes and all kinds of stuff around the house like you know if you're listening and you say i've never played anything with warhammer i've never played a miniature game welcome to the show thank you for joining us but um, you know, 40k looks really good in the game store with all of the officials, you know, terrain and stuff. But all of us started with none of that. I started playing with, you know, shoe boxes, tissue boxes, cups, mugs. You know, we would use napkins as area terrain. Hey, this napkin over here, it's trees. We just use our imagination. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, it is, however, I think a little bit more difficult to define terrain boundaries like the battlefield boundaries without something physically marking it so players understand like this is the area in which i can play so like i said going back to the starter kit i would really like them to sell those you know 22 inch by 30 inch double-sided game boards i would buy a bunch of them or at least one of them so i can show up to a you know game store throw that down throw some terrain on it and boom we're ready to go like five minutes tops super 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 easy the terrain uh, I mean, like, as a painter and a collector, I like the terrain. I know it's going to be sold separately, but then, of course, you know, the argument is it's going to be more expensive to buy the terrain by itself, blah, blah, blah. So, is that valuable to me personally? No. The rules and the game board are valuable to me. If you're listening and there's something else in there, you might say, well, I actually want the models. I don't care for the rules. I can buy that separately, or, or I can get blah, 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 blah. Like, Every person listening has their own perspective, but if you have armies, if you have models, if you already have terrain, I don't particularly think what's in that starter kit is worth the money. If you can go in, have these with a friend, and you know they don't have models, you can give them the models and you know figure out the rules and all that stuff. I really wish these starter kits would come out with those small rule books like they used to have, but like two of them. I know like the concept is two people go in have these on a box and you play with your buddy but like let's be honest most of us don't live with our buddy our friend our co-partner in crime so you're gonna have to like split where the rule book goes or you know i wouldn't mind if they add an extra 10 or 15 dollars you just got two rule books so that way everyone had literally everything they need you've got the dice you need you've got the ruler you need you've got the rules you've got your model so you can take your stuff and go home your buddy can take their stuff and go home and it's self-contained okay so I say all this to get back to the point of, is Kill Team valuable? Is the starter kit valuable? Overall, I think yes. I think there's very few people that can't find some value in the kit. I also think that there's plenty of people who have all the army, all the terrain, all the stuff, and they're still going to buy the box. I mean, all power to you. I want the box. I'm not going to lie. I don't need it, but I want it. There's all kinds of things I want that are in it. I would probably give the models to someone else. I would probably split it and be like, here, you can have all the models. I want like everything else. I want the train. I want the rules. I want the game board. You, you can have all the minis, blah, blah, blah. Super easy. And, you know, if someone wants to do that, maybe we can talk, you know, leave a comment below. But this is one of the things that I think Games Workshop is really doing well on, and that's creating value. It's really good to see a game that is accessible to any player it has value to the player, and it's not going to be prohibitively expensive. You're not going to have to spend a fortune to start playing the game. Most people are probably going to buy the rulebook, and like that's all they need to start. And I think that's great. I think it's really good for the community. But I also think it's great that 
when I talk to people about Kill Team because I am all about Kill Team right now. I'm super behind it. I'm on it. I'm high on it. Whatever you want to call it. I am so excited because everyone who plays 40k can just pick up the rules and start playing. Anyone who doesn't know anything about war games can get into this really quickly. And people who are on the fence finally have the option to start playing. And it's not going to be super intimidating. It's not going to be this massive wave of, you know, here's 10, 20, 30 different options that you have to take into account. This is going to be a game where you have very limited options. So you have to make those choices count. You have to make your points count. You have to make your team building count. And so you can dive really deep into what that looks like without being overwhelmed by, well, there's you know four different troop choices and three different HQs. And then, you know, there's like five tanks. You don't have to worry about all those things. You can just look at something you want. Hey, I want to play this model. I want to play Lictors. I want to play Harlequins. I want to play Tauth Stealth Suits. Okay, do it. Super easy. Find what you love. Find what looks interesting. Buy it. Play it. Very simple. And then as you play, you know, you'll discover what works, what doesn't, how to use those models, how to be strategic with what you've purchased, so on and so forth. And the other thing that really, really makes me interested with Kill Team, and this is the second point we're going to be talking about in, you know, Squad Tactica, episode one, which I'm I'm just super excited that, you know, we get to do this, you're here listening, and we're going to be hanging out, you know, through this long story of talking about Kill Team, not not this episode per se, but just, you know, episodes that we do, how the game grows, how the podcast grows, how the community grows around Kill Team. I'm really excited. There's There's so many things about this game that just excite me. So let's talk about narration, customization, telling your own story. This is a super exciting selling point for me because after years and years of playing any game, especially 40k, this has some of the most interesting lore. It's got deep, deep roots in telling stories like characters, um, you know, the armies, the, the races, the, the Xenos, the, you know, the Emperor, the Space Marines, all these characters, all of these planets, these people, you know, they all have a story. Something has happened to create the Warhammer 40,000 universe, something good, something bad, mostly bad. And when you're playing on the tabletop, all of these characters, all of these models are here for a reason. Some of them not great. Some of them good. Some of them are war-torn. Some of them are bloodthirsty. There's all these different things that are happening. And you never really have the ability to tell that story because, you know, let's be honest. If you're playing Imperial Guard and you've got, you know, squads of like 50 dudes, you don't want to name all those guys. You don't want to tell all their stories. You don't want to talk about how Jimmy, John, and Bob Joe are brothers and, you know, their their family was killed and they want to, you know, exact their revenge on the Xenos, blah, blah, blah. And then you have to do that for 48 other models. And then that's just one unit. And then you have to do it for, you know, all the other units. And it's just, it's overwhelming. There's too much. You're, you're probably not interested. But if you only have 10 models, you can tell those stories. You can have your own custom narration. And I've already seen people doing this on Facebook, 
on Reddit, people are starting to craft their own custom narrative, and, and I am so excited to do that, and I think that's amazing. I think Games Workshop hit the nail on the head with this one. I, I like playing D&D. Professionally, I'm, I'm an audio engineer, video editor. I do a lot of work in media environments, and as you probably know, a lot of that is storytelling. Even news, it's telling a story. Now, in creative media that's not news, you know, you're telling fictional stories. News is telling stuff that happened. And I work more in post-production with, you know, television and film, like, stories. So, you know, like, you do, like, a sitcom, you do a film, it's like, here's a character, here's a story, here's their adventure, and you as the audience are watching a, a slice of that character's life, a slice of what happened to that character in that, you know, film, in that television episode. But it's usually relegated to, you know, 90 minutes, two hours, 30-minute episode, whatever. Games Workshop made Kill Team and told me I can bring, let's talk about Space Wolves. That's the first army I'm going to bring. I can bring my Space Wolves. We're going to say five models, for example. These five Space Wolf models, these are my guys. This is my team, my crew. You can have five Space Wolves, and that person over there can have five Space Wolves, but these five, these are my guys. They have names, they have stories, they have a reason to be here. You know, this guy over here, he's, you know, life indebted to, you know, this other guy, you know, and he's got to follow him, basically like a Han and Chewbacca kind of story, where one goes, the other goes, and they both are just in dire need to prove that they're worthy of, you know, their their posts and their command, and so they have joined the Space Wolves because there was nothing better to do. You've got this guy over here who just doesn't give a flip, you know, kind of like a Lucas the Trickster story. He just wants to kill things because it's fun and just take out his anger and use weapons and be a superhero, superhuman character. And then you've got their commander who, you know, he's had a lot of bad luck every time he's gone into battle. He's lost all of his men. He's been lucky, blessed by the Primarch, but he's worried that, you know, he's just incompetent and capable and, you know, he's got to prove his worth. He's got to prove that he can, you know, honor the emperor and save his people. And, and it just keeps going and going and going. You can name the characters and number the characters, give them paint jobs exclusive to that kill team. You can do all of these things with a couple models. And, and that's what really gets me excited is kill team is small. When you're playing even Space Wolf, Space Marine, Space Marine armies, you don't need a lot of models. You're still looking at... 40, 50 sometimes, and I mean, that, that's a lot of models to paint, it's a lot of models to do anything, like, painting takes time, painting is not difficult, but painting does take time, and when you're using such amazing models, you really want them to look good. When you're playing with a full army, it takes a lot of time to paint that whole army, to make that whole army look good, to use the same color scheme, to make them all look similar, blah, blah, blah. When you're painting five models, and this is just from my example, I mean, like you could be painting less or more depending on which, you know, kill team you pick personally. But in this example, I have no problem, and I'm super excited to paint five models and, you know, make their bases different. Give them a little number on the bottom, even maybe paint their names underneath the base. So, you know, these battle brothers are, they're identified in the universe of Kill Team. They have a reason, they have a story, they have an existence. Not different from D&D. I love playing D&D. D&D is a lot of fun. I love creating a character and telling them, you know, the story and the arc and rolling dice and, you know, going on this adventure. And I feel like Kill Team is basically 
a Warhammer 40k version of D&D. Like, you're not going to be having any NPE experiences or NPC experiences. You're not going to be, you know, diving for gold and finding weapons and upgrades and things, at least in the battlefield. Like, you can do that when you're diving into the rulebook and you're building the tactics and you're adding experience and you're giving them upgrades and all those things. Like, that's kind of that. It's so exciting because it's 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 narrating it's a narrative, narration, that's the word I'm looking for. It is a narration that is yours. Your kill team is your story. Your weapons, your upgrades, your tactics, the, the tech tree that they follow, it's all yours. And even if it's exactly the same as someone else across the table from you, they will not have the same stories. They will not have the same paint scheme. They will not have the same anything because each individual kill team will be unique and of course if you're listening to this thinking well i'm not i'm not interested in that i have no interest in you know the customization and the fluff that's fine that is cool this is not for everyone everything in all games is not meant to be you know forced upon you like you have to paint these models you have to play these models and you have to design a storyline that's like the best part about wargaming is there's no wrong way to do it if you just want to put the models together and roll dice, that is fine. If you just want to paint and you don't want to play, that's fine. If you don't want to have fluff, great. If you want to have fluff, great. There is so many things and so many options inside of this universe and this game. And that's what makes it so appealing to so many people. Anyways, back to the, the customization. When you're playing Kill Team, you finally get to have Brother... X and brother Y or you know Tyranid such and such or Orc whatever and that's yours these models have a name they have an existence and being able to craft that is absolutely exciting in fact I would love if you're listening to this and you know you're you're excited about crafting the narrative and forging a story I would love for you to leave a comment below you know, I'm going to post this on the Facebook page, it's going to be on Reddit, it's going to be in different places, and I would love for the, the listeners to interact and help work with me crafting the story, because guess what, as we do the podcast, we're going to be talking about tactics, rules, things that come up, but we're also going to spend a little bit of time in each episode talking about the narrative aspect of this first kill team we create, and I want it to be something we can do together. Of course, I'm painting it and I'm modeling and all that stuff, but like I want there to be listener engagement, listener investment. So, you know, if you've got an idea for a name for one of the space wolves or like a backstory we can work on, please post that in the comments below, and we can work on that so that in the next episode we can say, hey, we've got the name for our our, our sergeant, our commander, sergeant such and such and here's a little bit of his story and as the the podcast grows and the game grows and the narration grows we can start with episode one and craft this really cool narrative that's bigger than just me or you it's it's all of us coming together so anyways super excited super excited about the ability to customize your game and why does that matter because there's very few games that let you do that. You can play Magic the Gathering, for example, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! These are card games. Even Warhammer 40,000, Warmahordes, Flames of War. You just have characters that exist inside of the universe that you're, you've already been told who they are. 
You don't really get to change what they are. You just control what they do. But you don't get to name that model and say, you know, this guy has killed over 400, you know, Necrons or 400 Tau, and he is out to hit 500, and that is what he is all about. So when he sees Tau, he is more than happy and just brutally excited to massacre these Xenos because they defile the ground that they walk on, or whatever story you want to come up with. Like, it's so much fun to just start telling tales about these characters because it's probably believable. It's very believable, you know, or, you know, this guy is out to kill the heretics, whatever. What it, Literally, whatever you want to come up with, you can do it. And I am really excited to go to tournaments and to my local store and be like, tell me about that guy. Tell me about that model right there. What's his name? What's his story? And of course, you know, if someone doesn't have it, that's fine. But I feel, just based on the way the community has been talking and people are excited, I feel like a lot of players are going to have that story ready to go, and they're going to say, oh, okay, let me tell you about Brother Lexicus. Okay, let's do it. Tell me about him. And that is going to create this really cool environment and community where it's a game, but it's also a story. And as that character, you know, gains experience and, you know, that's the, the fifth orc he's killed in the kill team adventure, whatever you want to call it. You know, you can even have like custom stats on that character. All right, I've killed three boys, two burnas, you know, I'm going for 10, 10, 10. You know, that's the bet amongst all of the, the, the models in my kill team. And the first one who hits that gets the first upgrade. Like you can do all kinds of really crazy narrative stuff. And it can impact, you don't have to, once again, you don't have to, but you can use it to impact the way the kill team is built. Like you can have the models in the kill team betting against each other and the first person to accomplish a task gets some kind of special thing that you can, you know, expend points on or command points. Like, you know, the next game you play, you know, if this guy kills three models in a game he gets the, the re-roll, the free re-roll next time, Wh whatever you want to do. Like there is no limit. And so as I'm getting excited and as I'm just talking, it really boils down to giving the player the flexibility to do what they want with their team. It makes it very customizable, it makes it very personal, and it makes it unique because your army is your army in 40k. In 8th edition, like you've got your paints, you've got all that stuff, but that's the deepest it generally goes in terms of the customization. You don't really... I haven't met anyone who's named all their characters, who has a backstory for all their characters. I'm sure there are people out there, but most people, on the average, don't do that. But with Kill Team and just a few models, between 3 and 20, that's what we've heard, that is much easier to do, and you're encouraged to do it. And if you choose to go deeper, that's fine. If you don't, that's also fine, but I personally am so excited to have a story to tell. I'm personally really excited that these guys on the table, these characters, these models, like, I'm going to write down their names. I'm going to write down the battle report, and then that's going to influence the story that I tell on the next podcast, and the next time I meet a player in battle, you know, then I can, I can keep building this, this long story. And I think that is amazing. And I think that's really cool. I'm very excited for that. If you haven't, you know, determined that already, super duper excited that these are going to be games 
that are attached to lore with a tale about the wins, the losses, the victories. You know, brother Arturicus died, and this new model is his replacement. Even though the kill team is exactly the same, there's a new model replacing the previous owner. You know, he picked up the bolt gun from the, the downed battle brother and took to arms in revenge. So now this guy charges if he can, like, I can make his character have a, a rule. It's not in the game, it's just my personal rule. If he's, you know, he, he picked up his battle brother's bolt gun during the orc massacre and he swore any time that he's in range of an orc he will charge into battle and you know find orc blood on the battlefield now i don't i don't think that's a rule in games workshops you know design space but i can make this model have that specific rule if he can charge he will charge does it make sense no is it competitive no but is it fun oh yeah it's really fun. And he's probably going to die, and I'll replace him with some other guy and create a new story for that guy. But it it keeps bearing the ability to create your own story and your own models and your own rules. And I think that's fun. I think that's amazing. So, Kill Team. Highly customizable. And uh, we haven't even gotten into, like, the tactics. We haven't gotten into the data cards. We haven't even gotten into the skill trees. There, There's so many things that kill team we can, we can talk about and you know that that's kind of where we're going to wrap up the show i want to keep these under an hour um you know a lot of people listen to podcasts like i do on their commute to work on their commute home these are not going to be longer than an hour i do not want that to happen i want them to be nice and short talking about a few things and then we're done so thank you thank you to everyone for listening squad tactica that is the name of the podcast. My name is Sugi. Thank you so much for sticking with us all this way through. I hope you had a great time. Please do me a couple things. Really quick favor. Leave me a comment below. Let me know what you thought. Let me know if you want to hear about something specifically. If you didn't like something, give me some feedback so that as the show continues, I can evolve it. I can make it the best show it can possibly be because Kill Team is not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. And I want this to be something that brings listeners in and gives them something to enjoy. Now, I also would like to request, if you've got the time, please do me a quick favor. Leave a review on Facebook and iTunes. Leave me a review with you know however many stars. If you liked it, let me know. If you didn't like it, let me know. I am not afraid of criticism. I'm not afraid of feedback. I need that to make the show better. And I would love it if you enjoyed the show. Take two minutes. I'm going to have links on the Facebook page. Go to iTunes. Leave a review. Let me know what you think. Leave a review on Facebook. If you don't want to or you can't, that's fine. It, it's not anything you must do, but it does help me take the feedback grow the show, improve it, and then episode two will be even better, and so on and so forth. So, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you so much for joining. Oh, I'm so excited for Kill Team. And we will see you next time as, you know, the next time this show comes out, we'll actually have all of the pre-release information up on the Games W or Games Workshop uh, website. So we can talk a little bit about prices, some of the things that are coming out. We'll have a little bit more information and so on and so forth. So thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. And as always, you know, have a good night.